No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. of the Daily Boogie Podcast. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here at 7pm, ladies and gentlemen. Like it's always been... you had a lovely weekend because i certainly did as always we've got so much to get through in so little time if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to follow me on twitter at boogie bumper if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings there's a couple of ways you can do it Streamlabs, buy me a coffee slash boogie bumper or you can head to d live or youtube ladies and gentlemen oh yes It's exciting times. You know why it's exciting times? It's exciting times because people like us here, ladies and gentlemen, on this program, and of course our associated social circles, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, since the news last week uh, that we received that we went over on Friday, that we have now become part of Team YouTube. We're on the team. We're partners now. Me and Suze, as I like to call her, um... It's exciting because I think now all of us are on Team YouTube. You know, if you're a listener to this program, if you're a fan of this podcast, you know, you're on the team too. I'm bringing you with me. It's like when a manager goes to a new team, he takes like four or five of the best players. Well, you're my guy. I want you to come with. And I think together on Team YouTube, you, me, and Suze, we can make something of this. So for us here in the... In the... uh. For us here uh, in this community, uh, it's exciting times because, ladies and gentlemen, finally people are starting to trust the science. It's really good. I couldn't be happier. It's exciting in that respect, but as things go well, so too do they also go badly. And the first story I have for you tonight, uh, I don't know, you know, you may find this a little confronting, ladies and gentlemen, and you might find this uh, a little upsetting this first story that I'm going to show you. And it just goes to show you how far we have to go to eliminate things like bigotry and racism, how hard we have to work, how much more work there's still to be done. So I hope you will perhaps, you know, if you're a white person, uh, put your privilege to one side for just a moment and try to consider the feelings of other people, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. School district apologizes for offering support circles to white students following Chauvin trial. <sighs> Ouch. Oh dear. We can't be supporting the white children. <laughs> don't you think don't you think that white people have, you know, white children specifically, don't you think that they have too much support? That it's kind of, you know, unequal, perhaps a little bit biased? Perhaps an indication of one's privilege is to have uh, a support group and and whatnot. They really should be denied access to these things. 
can you imagine the horrible scenes? Seeing all of these children sitting around with, you know, all of these other children. I mean, what a little clan rally it must have looked like, huh? Imagine walking in and seeing that. The absolute state of racism in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. A California school district has apologised after an attempt to support students in the wake of the Derek Chauvin trial backfired when an assistant superintendent sent an email inviting, quote, white students. Oh, I'm already offended. I don't know about you. This is already making me uncomfortable. Backfired when an assistant superintendent sent an email inviting white students to discuss the trial and the death of George Floyd. Wow, what a fun time, huh? The sad, you know what's, I I try not to do the back in my day thing, but I have to drag it out of the closet on this occasion. You know, back in my day, if there were, if the school organized, you know, some kind of sit-in cry session at the school, I, I can't imagine anybody would have gone to it. The sad reality is now, I think, most children probably attended it. And they would have been crying and talking about, how can we fix racism, sir? What do we do? You know, there would have been people holding hands and hugging each other, crying about this. It would have happened. And in fact, if you were one of the kids who said, I'm not going to that fucking thing, are you kidding me? Let's go play basketball or something. You would now be, if you attend the white support group, meeting, well then you're basically a clans member and you should know better. But if you don't attend some kind of service in the wake of the Derek Chauvin trial, then I suspect you're also you know, a potential white supremacist. And we have to weed you out. We can't have that kind of thinking polluting our schools and the minds of our young. The email titled White Support Group was sent by Piedmont Unified School District Assistant Superintendent. Wow, what a mouthful of the job. I've always had this theory that the longer your job title, the less useful you are, right? So if you're the Piedmont Unified School District's assistant superintendent to students, you probably can be replaced rather easily. Like we could probably divvy up your workload and, you know, maybe amongst two or three people. What what would you say you do here, right? We could divvy up your work, your work around two or three other people and nobody would even notice. It'd be like 15 minutes worth of work for them before they go to lunch or something. The the Piedmont Unified School District's assistant superintendent to students at the district's two high schools the day after jurors in Minnesota convicted Chauvin on April 20, the email offered a, quote, restorative restorative community circle. Oh, God. (laughs) What an awful thought. Which is, kids, who wants to stay back after school and be part of a community circle? (laughs) Um, Will I be getting any extra credit for attending the uh, community circle? No, of course, Billy. Of course not. Uh. Uh, I don't think I want to attend, miss, I don't think I want to attend the uh, the community circle after school. I've got to go to basketball practice. (laughs) We've been losing a lot of games lately. But Billy, if you don't attend the community circle after school, then what will your other students think of you? What will your your peers think of you? Do you think they might think that you'd be a little bit of a Nazi? Because that's what I'll be telling them in the community circle. That Billy didn't come here because he'd rather appropriate black culture 
by going and playing basketball. Oh, but miss, uh, white people invented basketball? I knew he was a Nazi. I knew it. I knew it all along. Similar meeting emails were sent uh, for black students and indigenous students and other students of colour, not solely for white students. Yes, but see, it, that doesn't matter because we, if we have a group of black students having a community circle, that's fine because they need to share their experience. Similar with other minority groups, ladies and gentlemen. But if a, for whatever reason, you know, a bunch of white children sit in the same room together, then that's I, I think we're fair in saying that that's the sproutings of the next militia, right? That's the sproutings of hatred and white supremacy. So we can't allow it, I'm afraid. We just can't. And maybe there are a few children in there who don't turn out to be Klansmen. Maybe there's a few of them. But unfortunately, most of them will. So, you know. <laughs> Following criticism over her note, Assistant Superintendent Cheryl Wozniak sent an apology email on April 22. So this is, what, two days later, we're sending the apology. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even realise how awful this... I'm, oh, I'm awful. Chase her into the cornfield. She sent an apology email on April 22nd explaining that the support circle for white students was supposed to be about, listen to this, how white students could be allies to people of colour. <laughs> I'm on your side. <laughs> but I was getting all of the white students together in order to come up with strategies about how we could be less racist. Sorry, that's racist. <laughs> Good leftists. Who saw the news before, you know, a few hours ago? that NBC is no longer going to show the Golden Globes because there's not enough diversity at the Golden Globes. Isn't it fucking wonderful? <laughs> Good. Cancel the things that you love. <laughs> I did not make it clear, this is the assistant superintendent, I did not make it clear that the circle being offered is for those who want to be allies for BIPOC. Wozniak wrote, I sincerely apologise for the lack of sensitivity in my communication and invite anyone who has been impacted to reach out to me directly so I can repair the harm I have caused, ladies and gentlemen. You know, people like to talk about, oh, what's going on in the schools today, right? And older people like to say, oh, the kids these days, they don't know what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, we now live in an era where the superintendent, or at least the, the assistant superintendent, will grovel publicly, will grovel publicly uh, for the approval of the students. <laughs> Wild, huh? Again, you know, back in my day, even if you were right and the, you know, the deputy principal or something or some, you know, authority figure at the school was wrong, you were never going to win. And they would never admit to being wrong. Never. <laughs> Please, I didn't know. I thought I was doing this group in order to become allies. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. Oh, and listen, students, you know I love you. And if you're one of the students at this school and you feel that you've been harmed by my insensitive email, please reach out to me. I'll do whatever it takes to make you love me again. What is going on? 
fuck is happening out there? <laughs> two, che- two teachers in charge of support circles also sent an email explaining the meeting was about, quote, teaching students how to be an ally. Quote, it was not to provide a space to process because the institutions that are controlled and designed by white people are the ones causing harm. You mean institutions like this particular school, obviously. I mean, the assistant superintendent just admitted to causing harm. (laughs) Ring the bell and get Get your your cheese, cheese, man. man. Thank you for the sub, Ernie Bakes. She just admitted. She said, hey, I'm sorry. If I caused harm out there, let me know. Reach out and I'll make it all better. You know, the reason that we need to have these conversations is because all of the institutions are designed and controlled by white people and they're causing a lot of harm. Incidentally, if my email has caused you harm, please get in touch and I'll (laughs) apologise. I guess they're living it. Let's carry on here. Now, like I said, this... This is an official warning because you may find this story confronting, upsetting, um, you know, and so it, it, I would, you know, I would recommend just taking the kids out. No, actually bring the kids in the room. Bring the kids in because they need to be short. They need to be taught, you know, sort of how awful they are. Uh, the, the younger we start this, the sooner we will get to a place where we can have white children around and not be fearful that a militia is going to burst up out of them. So bring them in, sit them down. Little Billy, little Sally, little Susie. This is why you're bad persons, okay? Oh, well, this, well that's not helpful. Students after former officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of murdering George okay. School District across the bay from San Francisco forced to apologize mm. after it offered a support circle for white students after <laughs> former officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of murdering George Floyd. School officials in Piedmont blaming the whole thing on a poor choice of words. Yes, it was CNN he, early start anchor. They misspoke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is about coming together. We're on your side. Lauren Jarrett joins us now with that. Backlash. Laura, was it that simple? Don't All you? Right. I love, there are a few things I, I like more than a good fucking backlash. You know what I mean? I love a good outrage. I love a good backlash. I will always take an interest in backla- backlash and outrage here on this program. That's what makes the world go round. And, you know, I used to be like, oh, why are they getting upset over this? What's the fuck? But what's the point? You may as well sit back, put your feet up and enjoy their outrage. Enjoy the misery. Because, you know, in my opinion, I suspect that it's not just that it, we're never going to get to a point where the people who get very outraged over things are just going to stop being outraged, right? Utopia doesn't exist. There is no utopia. The utopia is defined by this thing that you keep reaching for but never actually reach because if you actually get to utopia, right, because it's an imagined theoretical place, if you actually ever arrive at a place that you think is utopia, utopia ceases to exist, right? The definition of utopia is it's something you've thought up. It's an it's an ideal. So if you ever get to a place where you think that you're there, guess what? You just killed Utopia. And we can't have that because utopianism needs to be, it's always just a little bit more, a little bit more progress, right? Because, hey, without something to progress to, progressives would not progress. They'd become conservatives, right? 
if they ever get to a point where they say, okay, <clears throat> everything is the way we want it. We've progressed to this point and now everything's great. Guess what? They become conservatives then because then they want to keep everything the same. So, logically, it never ends. The ride never ends. There is no ending. It just keeps going. And once you understand that, don't you? the outrage campaigns and the backlash campaigns, they stop bothering you because you realize they're always going to be here and there's nothing you can ever do about it. So enjoy them. So, John, a poor choice of words is one thing, but you got to mm. remember the timing here. Yeah. This is the day after Chauvin's convicted. Emotions are obviously running high. And the assistant superintendent, Cheryl Wozniak, who is white, decides to offer support white. to students in yeah. the community. Fair enough. But her district-wide... I mean, she is white. So if she wasn't white, perhaps maybe we could have let her off. <laughs> but unfortunately, if you get a white superintendent write an email saying, hey, white students, you know, we want to we want to become, you know, allies to the people of colour. We want to help the racisms go away. So I'm inviting white students to come down and be part of this support group. And we can learn how to be allies. <laughs> Sorry. We've got to let you go. <laughs> Don't call us, we'll call you. And I'm sick of people criticising cancel. Don't you think it's a good thing that this woman is, uh, you know, under this pressure and this scrutiny, being forced to apologise publicly? Forced to grovel for the approval of the students? Don't you think it's good? Hey, free speech has consequences, am I right? Yeah. You know I'm right. What, what would you say you do here? Note has the subject line, white student support circle. And remember, oh. it's being sent in the immediate aftermath of a white police officer being convicted of murder. Specifically, yes. she offered the white students time to discuss how the trial, verdict, and experience related to the George Floyd murder are impacting you. Problem is, she's talking about a session to, quote, process, share, and listen, and the black students wouldn't be there. Oh, no. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> We have, prog we have progressed right back to the beginning, haven't we? <laughs> we've come all the way. We've, we've come all the way around and now we're now feeding our head back right back into our own assholes. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> oh, fuck me. Absolutely fantastic. Well, look, that's a bit of a depressing story. But I'm, I think I can bring you back. I'm confident that I can get you back on the right track. How about a little bit of positive news? Press 1 in the chat if you want to hear positive news. Press 2 in the chat if you want to hear some positive news. I'll leave it up to you. One or two. One for positive, two for positive. It's nine in the city And I'm on my way back home I'm on my favourite ditty clever trying to type things that aren't one or two <laughs> but i'm on to you that's why i made the choices just the one or, or the two you know because i knew you'd be doing that figured you out mate figured you out so <clears throat> positive news 
Well, how's this for positive? What would you say if I told you that uh, governments are now looking at ways to make the internet more safe, huh? Huh? Yeah. What do you think of that? Are we fucking happy or what? What if I told you that governments are now very close to investigating ways to make the internet, let's say, less problematic for victims? Huh? Yeah. What if what if I what if I were to say to you that governments are looking to introduce various laws, ladies and gentlemen, punishable via criminal sanction, the breaking of uh, a whole bunch of rules and regulations in order to use the internet. What would you say to that? Would you be happy? I would be happy because it means, hey, thank you for keeping me safe. It's for your protection. Yes, twin crier in the chat. Exactly. Oh boy, more safe. Yes. More safe, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go all the way down here, shall we? Now, do try to contain your uh, your uh, your happiness. Oh, I'm a little bit foggy today. Foggy in the chat. Foggy in my head. <laughs> do do try to contain your excitement here, ladies and gentlemen, because the internet is about to get a whole lot more safe and practical and lovely and wonderful and it, it, you know what the government's just here to protect us god i'm so excited contain yourselves out there let's have a look at this the federal government is considering a ban on anonymous social media accounts as part of major changes to tackle the scourge of domestic violence yeah <laughs> huh huh what do you think of that? Yes. I'll play it again, just in case you missed it. The federal government is considering a ban on anonymous social media accounts uh -huh. as part of major changes to tackle the scourge of domestic violence. So we, we, we're going to ban uh, anonymity on the internet. We're going to ban anonymous social media accounts in order to address domestic violence. Okay. Works for me. I'm, sh I'm sure forcing people to essentially like dox, dox themselves before they go on the internet, I'm sure that's going to stop. What is it again? D domestic violence. Oh. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Goofy Boots. Yes, Goofy Boots in the chat. Is this only in Australia? Don't worry, Goofy. It'll never happen there. It'll never happen there. You know, this only happens in those crazy backwater countries like Australia. We got the gu we got guns, we got the constitution. We'll be marching on Washington. You stupid foreign son bitch, you give your guns away. <laughs> that won't happen here. <laughs> but don't you, don't you think it's a good thing? Like I know there would have been some conspiracy theorists out there over the last little while saying things like, hey, have you seen this social media credit tracking system? Ah, don't be silly. There, there goes old Boogs again with his crazy theories. Am I right, huh? Hey, have you have you heard about this drive that's gaining momentum in bureaucracies around the world? They're, they're basically trying to kill uh, privacy on the internet, trying to kill anonymity on the internet. Have you heard about this?
the hell is he talking about? This crazy guy. Listen to it. He's making shit up again. Unbelievable. So I'm sure you've heard people say things like that. Well, I'm here to report that we actually believe this all along and it's a wonderful idea and I'm very much looking forward to it. You know why? Because it, it will make me and other people feel safe. Yep. And is that, can that ever be a bad thing? And then, Boogie, when the government comes out and says that they're banning you from doing something in order to protect you, doesn't that make you sleep a whole lot easier at night? You know, the reason I love my government is not only do they care about me and they want to do what's best for me, but they're also looking at ways to protect me from myself. It's really good. I barely have to think at all anymore. You know, privacy is really the, the driving force behind uh, domestic violence. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's get Let's make, okay, we'll make people give over their ID before they get a Twitter account. That'll fix it. <laughs> kind of seems like, I would, I would dare suggest that it almost seems like a non sequitur. But that, of course, would be, you know, a very conspiratorial attitude to take. And we don't endorse that here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. The federal government is considering a ban on anonymous social media accounts. Good as part of major changes to tackle the scourge of domestic violence. Scourge. Live to political reporter Andrea Crothers. Andrea, what would this involve? Mm. Well, Ho hopefully drawing, quartering, <clears throat> uh, tarring, feathering, perhaps locking somebody up in, you know, one of those gallows where you have your wrist through and your head through so we can all hurl tomatoes at them. I want that. That definitely has to be on the table. <laughs> little bit we call that street justice ladies and gentlemen this latest push for a social media <coughs> crackdown comes from a parliamentary crackdown. inquiry into family domestic and sexual violence uh -huh. now it wants to make it mandatory required by law to hand over 100 points of identification in a bid to stop anonymous accounts from getting put up in the first place <laughs> I'm just, you know, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, hi. Boogie Bumper here from the Daily Boogie. I just have a quick question. Wh why? <laughs> Notice how they don't actually explain the link? They just, they just, this is the way that they approach these things, right? Because, you know, there will be some crazy civil liberties people out there who, let's be honest here, they'll have some concerns, right? There are some people out there who have some concerns about privacy issues. Oh, yes, but we don't listen to them. We don't listen to them because they're not interested in keeping people safe. They're not interested in protecting people. Victor Von Schroon, 100 points. Yeah, so the way it works here is uh, different forms of identification carry with them different points, right? So, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm just, you know, throwing out numbers here, but a driver's license might be like 30 points and a passport might be like 45 points. So you have to bring all different forms of ID in order to get up to the 100-point threshold. And then that's when they say, okay, we can trust that you are that person, right? I mean, it's the type of thing you have to do to get a passport in the first place. So, uh, but notice in this little presentation here, they don't actually explain the link. They don't say uh, anonymous, anonymous social media accounts are adding to the domestic violence or sexual violence problem because of X, you know, because this is, they never explain why. It's just jumping from 
The government is looking to introduce a social media identification requirement in a, in a bid to stamp out domestic violence. And then they move on. <laughs> they don't actually tell you why the two are linked, why one would somehow address the other. They don't bother with that. That's pointless. You don't need to know that. You'll have to pass the bill to know what's in it. All you need to know is this is for your protection, okay? And hey, let's be honest here. If somebody comes out and says, I have this idea to address domestic violence and sexual violence, uh, the politicians are such now that they don't even need to hear the details, right? All they know is politically, if they dare ask for like clarification or if they dare even say that, hey, I don't like this idea. I think this is a bad idea. What about privacy? They know that all that's going to happen to them is nobody will listen to their argument and instead they'll have, you know, a mob up their ass calling them a sexist and a rape enabler. Ugh, ugh. What kind of an animal doesn't want to do everything we can to address domestic violence and sexual violence? What kind of an asshole is this? Fuck this guy. He obviously hates women, right? You, you, could, you already know that's how it would go. So the politicians now, they don't even bother reading the shit half the time. An advisor will tell them, well, look, sir, if you don't go along with this, uh, you may get a little bit of backlash in the media and online. They're going to accuse you of not caring about women. I've, I've heard enough. Put my name down. Sign me up. I vote A. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's destroy privacy on the internet so I can avoid being get, uh, getting called names on Twitter. Yeah. You know it's true. You fucking know it's true. Carry on. Tackle the scourge of domestic violence. Live to political reporter Andrea uh-huh. Crothers. Andrea, what would this involve? Well, Danica, this latest push for a social media crackdown comes from a parliamentary inquiry into family, domestic and sexual violence. Now, it wants to make it mandatory, required by law, to hand over 100 points of identification in a bid to stop anonymous accounts from getting put up in the first place. Mm. So that means that you could be required to hand over your passport or your uh, driver's licence just to set up or maintain existing social media or dating accounts. So- oh, oh, so they're, they're, they're backdating it. Too. Oh, that's fun. Imagine going to log into like your Facebook or something or your Twitter account, right? Or your Instagram or whatever it is. Imagine going to log into your account and a little pop-up comes up. Hi, Boogie Bumper. This is the Australian government. Can you please send over all of your private personal identification information and paperwork to us over the internet immediately so we can let you have your Twitter account back? Thanks. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Thanks for your cooperation. You know, uh, if you cooperate, you're really helping to protect people from domestic violence. Really? Am I? Well, I'm basically a hero here. (laughs) I can't wait. Where do I sign up? Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. And of course, you know, having a whole bunch of people basically dox themselves before they're allowed on the internet by the government. Nothing bad will ever happen by having everybody's private, you know, identification information on some database somewhere, will it? That'll never ha- that'll never happen here. That will never get hacked. That thing is going to be guarded like Fort fucking Knox. <laughs> It'll be a secure line, I'm sure. They'll just download everybody's ID onto a thumb drive and that thumb drive will be carried around by a security detail who will have it in a locked briefcase 
handcuffed to their wrist. And it, it'll be like <laughs> the operations center will be like on the back of a semi-trailer. So it's, you can't even find the office. That's how committed they will be to protecting your privacy. Look, just hand over your passport and your driver's license and any other relative informa- uh, personal information you might have. And then guess what, man? We'll give you your Twitter account back. <laughs> and we can also promise you that uh, we're going to be uh, helping... Uh, what are we doing again? Domestic violence. Yeah. Oh, what a great fucking idea. How wonderful of them. How, how charitable of them. This particular inquiry found that online abusers face particularly little risk when it comes to punishment. Yes. So the idea is that if you are required to have this, it really lifts that veil of anonymity, therefore making it easier for police to track down users and potentially also stopping people in their tracks in the first place by deterring them from carrying out this form of online abuse, Danica. <laughs> Kitty B in the chat. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm going to say, I am black. I don't know how to get ID. She's got him. There's nothing they can do. <clears throat> but we're not into stealing identities here on the internet. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for keeping me safe. Australian government. I'm sure only good things can come of this. And hey, making it easier for the police to track down people who say things on Twitter or Facebook. I mean, isn't that what we really want? Won't that won't that make everybody feel safer? Hmm. <laughs> How wonderful of them! They really are considering our feelings. Well, I tell you what, Foggy asked in the chat earlier: Is this only in Australia? Well, yes and no. Uh, it wasn't Fog, pardon me. It was Goofy Boots. Yes and no. You see, in different parts of the world, they like to, they put their own little spin on things. It's like a culinary exercise. They have their own little flavors, right? Their own little spices that they like to add to the totalitarian hot pot pie. So it's going to taste a little different wherever you are. How about we jump over to Canada and see what the Canadians, the Canuck bros are up to in the realm of internet freedom, or as I like to call it, keeping you safe online. Let's have a look. Which is it? Let's find out. Joining me now is the Minister of Heritage and Culture, Stephen Guibault. Minister, good to have you on yes. the program. Looks like a very serious man, doesn't he? Mm. You know what he's serious about? He's serious about protecting you on the internet. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me give you a little bit of context first. Um, the reason I find this clip interesting is because last week... I did something that I I very rarely do. I replied to some stranger on Twitter. And this person was saying this person was saying something along the lines of, you know, um, I'll make it very condescendingly to somebody else. Uh look, I'll dumb it down for you. Okay, bro? I'll dumb it down for you. Um, spreading misinformation is breaching terms of service. You know, okay, dummy, okay, sweaty. It was that kind of attitude. So I replied and I said, well, look, define misinformation and define spread. Is spreading just tweeting? Is that what you mean by spreading? You know, how, how do you spread something on Twitter? Do, are you just talking about tweeting something or is there so, like, is there some other function on Twitter that I'm not aware of? Would you like to tweet this or would you like to spread this? I'm, I haven't seen it if it is there. So spreading, quote unquote, is just tweeting, but... Uh, somebody with 10 followers, 
can't be accused of spreading anything on the internet because nobody's paying attention to it. So I said to this person, in that sense, uh, these bans, these social media bans, are actually relative to somebody's popularity and reach rather than the content that they post. Because this person was saying, hey, if you post X content, you're breaching terms of service. And my argument was, well, no, if, if the term of service is spreading misinformation, then it only applies to people with big accounts. Because people with 10 followers don't spread shit, right? To which, of course, I got, <clears throat> to which, of course, I got no reply. <laughs> which I usually take as, oh, okay. Okay, I guess we don't want to have a conversation. Perhaps I should have dumbed it down a little, but what have you. So that happened last week. And then fuck me dead, fuck me flying. I see this story pop up a little earlier today and I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? Have a listen to this. Let, let's talk about this, Bill. I, I know the intention is to make the web giants pay for content like any other big media company. Mm -hmm. The concern is overreach, that it's badly written, that you're hitting user-generated content in the process. Basically, you're hunting elephants using hand grenades. So let me just ask you, does the law allow the CRTC to regulate user-generated content like YouTube or Instagram? Well, it's good to be on the show, Evan. Thank you for having me. Uh -huh. And anyone, and I know it's a bit complicated, but anyone who's... Yes, it's very complicated. Could, could you dumb it down for us? Could you dumb it down, sir? Where do, why do all of these people have this common trait where usually the first words out of their mouth is something condescending? Is it, is it a demoralization tactic, do you think? Is it a subconscious thing that they do or are they consciously doing it? Because whether it's this chap or like I said, this random person on Twitter who was doing it to somebody else, look, let me dumb it down for you. Okay, dummy, you know, terms of service, uh, spreading misinformation, breach of terms of service. Let me dumb that down for you, bro, right? It's never, a, I tend to go into things thinking, I don't know anything about this, right? Whereas there seems to be this tendency in, you know, the more totalitarian types, perhaps, who go into everything, assuming, you know, making out like they know everything about it all the time. Because every idiotic opinion and every idiotic policy push and every, you know, perhaps one might, might go so far as to say dangerous policy position, uh, every single one of them starts with some kind of, hey, li listen here, you idiot, we're trying to help you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a thing... All we're missing here is the bold frame glasses. It's taken the time to actually look at the bill. Uh -huh. We'll see that there's an article. article. Doesn't he sound a little bit like Jordan Peterson? Is he the uh, Jordan Peterson from a parallel universe? Listen here, dummy. We're going to clean up the internet like you should clean your room. Not bloody likely. Does the law allow the CRTC to regulate user-generated content like YouTube or Instagram? Well, it's good to be on the show, Evan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for and having anyone, me, Ivan. And I know it's a bit complicated, but anyone who's taken the time to actually look at the bill will see that there's an article, Article 2.3, which clearly excludes uh, individuals uh, from, from, from this act. So the right. CRTC could not, will not regulate user-generated content. Never. Of course I not. have to tell you, I know you've said that. I've read that section. That excludes individuals, but it specifically does not exclude content. And so it still leaves the door open. That's what critics. Uh, there was another exemption. Uh oh. 
look at this chap. Now, he is he is not a happy chappy. Let me throw this up on the big screen for you. <laughs> now, if, when you get when you get that reaction from a politician, that's when you know that you've just made their asshole pucker ever so slightly. Look at that. That's one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, I know you've said that a lot, but here, let me quote your own bill back to you. <laughs> In there, let's just call it 4.2, that seemed to satisfy everyone. Your government took it out. This is a hugely contentious issue. If Why not just put back the exemption that seemed to satisfy everyone to make sure there is no way for people's user-generated content to be um, regulated by the government or the CRTC? Put it back in yes. and end the controversy. Mm. Well, the first team. Well, we can't do that because then we won't be able to regulate you. <laughs> Sir, if you have no intention of regulating individual content creators on platforms like YouTube, why don't you just put that exemption back in the bill? That's a great question, Bob. Uh, if we do that, then we can't regulate them. So that's going to be a no for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Just come out and say it. Look, I know this is complicated, but if we put the exemption back in a bit here, let me dumb it down for you, mate. I know this is complicated, but if we put that exemption back in the bill that prevents us from, I guess you'd say, regulating individuals on the internet, then how do you expect us to regulate people on the internet? Ah. Listen here, listen here, you right-wing conspiracy theorist. We're trying to protect you. We're trying to keep people safe over here, right? That's why we're regulating this stuff. First thing I'd like to say is that the CRTC has been regulating broadcasters in Canada for decades, mm -hmm. almost five decades. Mm. And they've never... And, and things are so much better as a result. You know, this this kind of strict regulation on the media has led to everybody trusting the media so much more. I mean, let's be honest here. Whenever the government, whenever the government who loves me and protects me wants to get involved in something like for something that can shape perceptions, right? It's important that we shape the correct perceptions on the internet and in the media. So when the government regulates something like the media or the internet or YouTubers or I mean, we did the story last fucking week on this show. The Australian politician, the second most powerful politician in the state of New South Wales, is now suing a YouTuber for making jokes about him. The line from the lawsuit was, you know, something to the effect of racist and defamatory campaign. <laughs> so if we, don't be, if we don't introduce these regulations, how are we going to regulate you? intervene on content they, they've never told ctv or cbc oh you can do this show we can't do that show yes it's not what the crtc does mm -hmm. and that's not what this legislation is about but minister in the law intention of the government is irrelevant because governments change it's the substance of the law that matters and it's quite clear in the new legislation it's written this was the amendment that the discoverability of canadian creators or programs is going to be subjected to CRTC regulation. So I'm just going to ask you again, if you, for example, YouTube or TikTok, 
if someone is, and then the, the question will be, what is a programmer? So if someone's got a million followers or 500,000 I don't mind this host. I've got to be honest. And now I don't know anything about this host. He might be an absolute prick or something. You know, he might be terrible. But on this occasion, because he's he's going the exact place where I'd be going. Like, like I just said the other day with this conversation on Twitter. Oh, you can get suspended. It's breaching terms of service to spread misinformation. Well, first define misinformation, but then two, define a spread. Because what's a spread? You're talking about just a tweet that, uh, you know, you're talking about a tweet from a big account with a lot of followers. If somebody with one follower tweets something, they're not spreading anything. So this is about banning popular people with reach, right? And then if you, if you can't define misinformation, I, get it, I guess it can be whatever you define it as. Next thing you know, that's how you get rid of all these fucking big influential accounts. Pop, 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 and you do it legally now. Like, like you eliminate any possibility of any kind of, uh, you know, defense. Just, just get it out of there instantly. This is how we need to regulate you, make it safer. So this guy is asking the right questions because he's like, okay, so what's a broadcaster then? What's a program? Well, a program is something where uh, people watch and be entertained by it. Doesn't that happen on YouTube? <laughs> Doom, Jeopardy music. <laughs> right? I'm just going to ask you again. If, you, For example, YouTube or TikTok. If someone is, and then the, the question will be, what is a programmer? So if someone's got a million followers or 500,000 followers on YouTube and they're generating content, are they going to be subjected to Canadian content discoverability regulations? Will, and at what threshold? The discoverability is really for the platforms. So mm. for, for, for YouTube, for TikTok, yes. for, for Spotify. Yes, what, we're helping them. What we want them to do is, is to invite Canadians to see more, to watch more Canadian artists. But as you well know, I mean, when you and I go on YouTube, we can decide to watch whatever we want. Oh, he's spinning. He's spinning violently at this point. It's like, it's like, you know, you know how like once a year you'll get footage of a car that's stuck in gear and it's just spinning around in a cul-de-sac and there's like fat cops trying to run and catch up to it so they can get in the door and pull the handbrake on, you know? He's doing the human equivalent of that right now. So, sir, can you say that you are explicitly not going to target content creators? Can you say that? Well, we love Canadian artists. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. They define it with regulations after they pass it. Yes, you have to pass the bill if you want to know what's in it, Phil. You know, we've done this routine already. <laughs> we know how this works. <laughs> so, you know, a question about are you going to be targeting, you know, individuals on the internet turns into, you know, I just fucking love the Canadian theatre companies. <laughs> I just love Canadian artists and I want everyone to watch them. What? Yes. And YouTube makes a lot of suggestions that actually about three quarters of what people watch uh -huh. on, on, on YouTube or listen to is from, it comes from us, comes from the algorithms of YouTube. They're suggesting. He's a smart fella, isn't he? He really is this one. This is a, this is a sharp tack. This is a savvy, highly intelligent fucking operator here. Well, you know what? Uh, three quarters of, uh, of what the people watch, you know, it uh, comes from the uh, 
from the 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 uh, the algorithms there. You know the Happy algorithms. Victor underscore von underscore Shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you. But Victor. do they love German content artist programmers? That's a very good question. I suspect that they don't. Pro, viel Spaß. Thank you for the video, Victor. <laughs> Victor Von Shroom, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash The Victor Show. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Your, your, your history, your YouTube history must be just like a fucking... Just a hot mess. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Thank you for the video, Victor. It does so all that all that we're asking these companies to do is is to make it e easily more accessible for Canadians to discover our, our Canadian artists, our uh, Indigenous artists. Our that's that's all this. <laughs> You've got to respect. You've got to respect the level, the ferocity of the urine that's being. You know, like a torrent, it's gushing into your face. The force with which these people piss on you is just, it's remarkable. Sir, can you please answer the question? Are you going to be targeting individual YouTubers and content creators on the internet? No. <laughs> what we really want to do is encourage uh, uh, these companies to uh, help. Yeah, yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah, help. Uh, Canadian artists. That's what it. That's what it's about. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> you know, I think we should donate the money back to the local nuclear energy plant. I like the way Snrub thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Mr. Snrub, and I'm from a land uh, uh, far away. Yes, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're good, aren't they? They're not sending their best. For francophone artists, but people will will be able to continue. They'll be they'll be free to, to watch what they want to watch. This no, is not but, going to change. They'll they'll be free to watch what they want to watch. Do you notice how he didn't say they'll be free to create whatever content they want to create? You notice how he didn't say that? See how he's avoiding the question in, to that level? Because the guy's asking him, will you target content creators? Will you target people like on TikTok or YouTube? And he's like, no, no, Canadians can still watch whatever they want. Cle clearly avoiding 
uh, the point which is, yes, but you're going to decide what they can and can't watch, right? Right? Oh, no, they can watch what they want after we've chosen a pool for them to select from, right? After we've decided what kind of stuff we want on the internet, then they'll be allowed to watch whatever they want. It's going to be, you know, what do you want to watch, Canadian Patriots? Do you want to watch the vaccine uh, concert, the fundraiser? Would you like to watch the dancing TikTok nurses or would you like to watch MSNBC News? Which one do you want? (laughs) You can watch whatever you want. We're not stopping you from watching whatever you want. Whatever you like, it's there. Uh, Can I watch uh, the Daily Boogie? No, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. He didn't upload his passport. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't upload his passport to the internet, so I'm afraid we can't let you watch him. Oh, good. Thank you for keeping me safe. That's to protect me from domestic violence, isn't it? Yes, that's right. We had, to, we had to lock Boogie out of his social media accounts because he refused to hand over his passport to be placed on a government archive. Um, and that's to protect you from getting beaten at home. That's that's going to help. Oh, good. Just glad we sorted that out. But, I, but do you understand, if the CRTC is regulating discoverability of Canadian content on social media, that is regulating social media. You are now calling user-generated content programming. And so it's subjective. Like, this is the fundamental debate. I I feel like we're driving past each other here. If the CRTC can put that... No, you're not driving past each other. You're driving toward him, and he is running in the opposite direction with his hands flailing above his head, going, my hair is on fire! My hair is on fire! He's, he's doing like the, the naked deaf guy from Family Guy. You're never going to catch me. <laughs> See you later. You're never going to catch me. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. No, we're not driving past each other. One is actively trying to avoid you. You're regulated. Ken of the North tipped $4.99. Thank you, Mr. North. Congrats on being monetized on YouTube. Thank you. Yes, we're actually on Team YouTube now. Me and Susan, I like to call her Suze. I call her Suze. We're partners now. We're partnered up. We're buddies. We're joined at the hip. We've climbed into bed financially together. We're tickling each other's genitals with our creativity. So we're a partnership. We're a team. It's me and Susan, Susan and me, and you and me and me and you. Tube. Thank you very much, Mr. Ken of the North. You have, as as I said, yes. individuals are exempt from from he's, from, he's, from, the, from no no no. He just you've, he's just explained to you that you removed the exemption. <laughs> <laughs> they, he's just openly he's openly contradicting what the other guy's saying. The other guy's like, no no, sir, I've read it. Uh, you actually removed that exemption. Let me tell you, they're exempt. But, but you removed it. Let me tell you something. We love Canadian artists. What? <laughs> Tyranny you can vote for. This law will be once, it, once it's adopted. Oh, he's struggling, isn't he? What, what, we, what we want to do, this law uh-huh. should apply to people who are broadcasters or who act like broadcasters. Happy there it is! There it is! Oh, Winning TV tipped five dollars. Hey, Boog Guy Boog Yeston and the partnership with Susie and March made somewhere. 
Canadians will miss out on this fine content. I know, we can't have our Canadian friends missing out. We can't have our Canadian friends missing out. God bless Canada. Do you see what they're trying to take from you, Canada? Do you see what they're trying to steal from you and your children? How can this be allowed? Thank you very much, Phil. (laughs) All right. I've got to say, the original is so much better, though, than the remake. I I feel like we're driving past each other here. If the CRTC can put that, you're regulating it. You have... As, as I said, individuals are exempt from, 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 the, from, from this law, or will be once, it, once it's adopted. Uh, Frozen and- Asian in the chat with a very pertinent question. Wait, more Canadian content on YouTube. Does Irrational Times count for this mandate? I'm not sure because if I'm not mistaken, I thought that Shit Showistan had already prosecuted the case of Irrational Times and the lovely assistant's access to the internet. I thought that that was already sorted you know what i mean so i suspect that the canadian government i think now that means irrational times is a sovereign citizen and the canadian government has no jurisdiction over his channel shit showistan has already prosecuted that case we can't be doing we can't be undermining our international partners on this right we've got to have a unified front it's why you don't break it's why you don't break uh people who are convicted in other countries out of jail just because they're a citizen of yours it doesn't work that way you do the crime in shit show stand, you do the fucking time. So there will be no, you know, sanctuary for irrational times in the great nation of Canada. There will be no sanctuary for the lovely assistant in Canada. I'm afraid shit show stand does have jurist my diction on this one. So, but listen, we love Canadian artists, though. Are exempt from 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 this law, or will be once it, once it's adopted. Uh-huh. And. What what we what we want to do? This law should apply to people who are broadcasters or who act like broadcasters. There it is. There it is. So finally, on the fourth attempt, we finally got this fucking sniveling toad to admit. No, no, no. What we're talking about here is broadcasters and people who act like broadcasters. Oh, like YouTubers, for example. For example. Hey, but don't worry, you'll still be able to watch whatever you want on television. You'll still be able to watch anything you want on YouTube after we've decided the pool from which you're allowed to choose. Okay. Okay then. So you see, we're we're supporting Canadian artists. So if 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 you're you have you uh, YouTube uh, YouTube channels with millions of viewers and you're deriving revenues from that then at some point the, the CRTC will be asked to put a threshold. But we're, we're...
following now. Get the picture now. Just like I said in that conversation with that random person, again, which I rarely fucking do on Twitter last week. Uh, listen, let me dumb it down for you. If you spread misinformation on Twitter, you're breaching terms of service. Oh, okay. So what, what does spread mean? Is that just tweeting? Because somebody with a small account can't spread anything. So this is essentially what we're talking about here is a ban on popularity and reach rather than the content that's posted. And after four or five attempts of trying to get this, like I said, this toad to admit it, he finally comes out and says, well, you know, it's people who act like broadcasters. So if you've got a YouTube channel with like millions of followers, then at some point the regulation body in the Canadian government, right? At some point, the government's going to come knocking. And they're going to say, hey, we want our slice. We want our piece of you too. But hey, we're not going to be targeting uh, individual people. They're exempt. (laughs) How about this? How about this? We'll We'll meet in the middle, all right? We won't target you if you're on YouTube as long as nobody's watching it. If, if nobody's watching your shit, then we won't come after you. But if you're a popular YouTuber, if you have a big following and a big audience, your name's on our fucking list. Is that a deal? And everyone goes, that sounds fair. That sounds like a fair deal to me. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that, let's take a quick five-minute break here on the Monday night edition of The Daily Boogie. When we come back, plenty of fucking free shit. So if you like free shit, stick around. See you in five. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. My name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. 
You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good It's Irrational Times. Original music. Interactive trivia. Games, guests, VHS rental, adult learning center, window repair, flight trainer, kosher catering, and now introducing the lovely assistant. I do dip-dips. And here, I use only the finest dip to combine with an organic jab to produce the highest quality chip jabs. Fooled by those imitation chip jabs made in Chinese sweatshops. Enjoy fair trade chip jabs made locally here in Canada. Due to the outcome of a previous court case, the lovely assistant is prohibited from chip jabbing outside of Canada. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right about this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Don't forget to follow some of our friends. Irrational Times on later tonight. Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of Fringe Woman Mersh. Don't forget Sunday night show, Joe Bessie. You know all the guys. You know the crew. You know the team. Fucking get on it, mate. Get on it. If you're not on it yet, get on it now. Get on it now. Thank you for joining us. So, as you know, I like to keep you abreast of the goings-on down here in this little old country of mine from time to time. I like to keep you posted because it just so happens that on a few occasions we have, and if you've been around long enough, you'll know this, on a few occasions we have, you know, pointed to something that's happened here or in the United Kingdom or in Canada or one of these other places, and then next thing you know, there, 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 there tends to be 
this propensity toward the same chatter, the same idea, the same policy ideas, right? They just start to rear their head over in your country, the United States. It's amazing how often it happens, though. Despite everybody telling me it'll never happen here, for some, for somehow it seems to. Strange, isn't it? Strange. It's all. It's almost like. It's all. It's almost like the very mo- the most powerful people in the world aren't following the constitution or something. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost like they can do whatever they want. Oh wow, what a conspiracy theorist! So. Here on this show, though, because we are on Team YouTube, me and Suze, as I like to call her, we're partners now, we like to dispel some of these myths. We like to go, we like to attack the conspiracy theorists head on, and we like to debunk them. So you'll know that for the longest time, a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists, ladies and gentlemen, have been saying things like, hey, these lockdowns are going to be used, and these kinds of regulations are going to be used. It's going to become a little bit of overkill. It's going to be something that keeps happening. You remember, cast your mind back, you know, 12 months, 13 months ago. Remember two weeks to flatten a curve? There were these dangerous anti-science denying conspiracy theorists out there who were saying things like, this is going to last way more than two weeks. Do you, can you believe that? Can you believe how wrong they were? Thankfully, thankfully, Dr. Fauci is here to protect us and steer us in the right direction. Give us the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Mr. Thank you so much, Dr. Fauci. Can we get him a million dollars, please, for telling the truth? That would be great. I mean, if we could get him a billion dollars, that would probably be, you know, a true representation of his value. But if we can at least settle for one million... Israel, you got that, right? You got that? Israel's going to pick up the tab on that one. Isn't that nice of him? Give a million dollars. Take some of that... Um, Take some of that foreign aid money and dish it off to the Fouch, Dr. Anthony. So very generous of them. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully he's getting the recognition he deserves. So there were these conspiracy theorists about a year ago saying that uh, this is never going to end and it's going to keep going. And I'm glad, I'm so happy that on this show we have an opportunity to dispel these myths, to take the science deniers head on and let them know that they couldn't be further from the truth. Good evening. They were due to end at midnight tonight, but COVID restrictions will now be extended for another seven days. Yeah. The state government believes it's too risky to lift health orders despite no new cases. Usually at this time where somebody will come into the chat and say, uh, excuse me, actually, they're only doing this to get the numbers down to an acceptable level. Press one in the chat if at any time over the previous 12 months you have heard uh, Dr. Fauci or another person in authority say something to the effect of, we need to keep these restrictions in place until the number gets below a certain threshold. Press one in the chat if you've heard that. Press two in the chat if you've never heard that. You tell me. I don't know. This is a snap poll. One or two. One if you've heard that, two if you haven't. Ooh. 
If you're listening to the podcast, unfortunately, I'm going to have to report that most of the audience are in fact science deniers because there's a lot of ones, a lot of ones in the chat. So it seems that we have, you know, perhaps some white supremacists and some science deniers in our midst. So if the mods could just quickly scoop up all of the people who put a one, put a one in the chat, because here at Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, we don't believe in that nonsense. But I just call it being free. Freedom was a mistake and we should end it as soon as possible. All because they still can't find Sydney's missing link. The missing link. It's not the Mother's Day gift. Okay, so basically what happened is uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a report, hey, somebody in the community has COVID. One, one guy. <laughs> one guy. Uh, he got sick. And then I think it turned into two... Right. So, you know, not to undershoot too much, but I think it did double in a day <laughs> the number of cases. <laughs> you can just imagine that, can't you? Somebody from the government coming out. If the cases go from one to two, somebody from the government coming out that night and say, we have we have seen a shocking, alarming raise, rise in the number of cases. They've increased 100% in the last 24 hours. Oh, my God. We need to do something immediately. <laughs> because at that point, everybody's run off, you know, out of the building to go and scoop up their children and drop them in a fucking incubation tank or something to protect them from the virus, right? Uh, sir, we had one person and now we have two per people. I know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so... We had somebody get sick and then somebody asked me on Twitter or something or asked somebody and I just injected myself into the conversation. You know, oh, I wonder I wonder what the government's going to do. And I said, well, you know, overreaction is now, the, it's the new lying in politics, right? Remember how everybody used to say, oh, politicians lie about everything all the time so you can't trust anything that comes out of their mouth? That's no longer true. Now, most people in society believe everything that comes out of the politician's mouth, which is, I don't know how the fuck that happened. How did that happen? I don't know what is. If that ain't love, I don't know what is. So it used to be lying, but now it's overreactions. That's the new lying. If they want it. How do you feel about the restrictions being extended for a week? I mean, it is what it is. You... Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look up my um, border pass. Oh. Sydney's snap restrictions staying. It's snap restrictions. The Premier keen to prevent a super spreading event. Yes, because there was one person in a city of over four million who got sick. So it's time. We need to bring in some restrictions, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, they're only temporary. It's only for three days, people will tell me. And I say, no, that's not true. They can just extend it. No, Boogie. There goes that Boogie again with his crazy conspiracy theory. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Nice of you to join us, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the diamond, Ben. There goes Boogie. So the original restrictions were only supposed to be three days. And people will say to me, Boogs, it's only three days. And I'll be like, you're the fucking guy who was saying it was only two weeks a year ago. So now you're sitting here saying, hey, it's only three days. 
And, you know, that's a nonsense as well because it's not only three days. It's as long as they want it to be. They'll say three days because that generates the press. The press will start talking about, hey, it's only three days. It's reasonable. It's fair enough. Right? But they, they can always extend it. <laughs> there goes Boogie, that crazy science denier again. And then sure as shit, on the night when it's supposed to end after three days, look, we just want to make an announcement. We're extending it by another week. And the people who you were having the conversations with the previous three days then instantly say, well, I think it's a good idea. And I say to them, don't you see that we just had this conversation? I just said that it was going to be extended. And they say, they'll look you straight in the eye. I swear to God, I've done this many times. They will look you straight in the fucking eye and they'll just completely change and it'll become, well, we've got to get on top of things. And it's like, no, no, but the number is zero. The number is zero. <clears throat> There's no, he, he just, he literally just said no new cases. Oh, we need to extend it for another week. Can't be too careful these days. What? Aren't you the guy that said it needs to get below a certain threshold? Yeah, well, uh, look, if everybody just does what they're told and, and they follow the rules, right? Mask up, get your vaccine. If everyone does the right thing, then we can go back to normal. This is called being responsible. But, but you can't get any lower than zero. We just need to get the numbers down. Below zero? <laughs> that seems like a rather unattainable threshold, don't you think? Listen to this science denier. There goes that crazy conspiracy theorist boogie again. Fucking wonderful. Oh, no, I think better to be sure better, than better sorry. Be, it means be the sure. restrictions roll on to next Sunday night. A limit of 20 visitors per household, two at aged care ah, homes. Good, yeah. Drinking while standing remains banned. <laughs> Drinking while standing. <laughs> Sitting room only at the bar. <laughs> oh god as does singing and dancing Good. except at weddings yes Ma no singing and no dancing except if you're getting married okay that's good news you know what i love what i love most about the government is they're so generous with us <laughs> imagine Imagine like, imagine a function centre on a main road, right? Across the road from a nightclub. <laughs> and in the function centre, there's a DJ and people are fucking dancing and drinking. Da -da 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 -da. It's loud. And across the road, the owner of the nightclub is just standing on a balcony, smoking a cigarette, just staring at them. <laughs> Why are they? How come they're doing that? But I've got to, I've got to be closed. I don't understand this. Ah, <laughs> oh, you figure it out. Masks remain mandatory on public transport and indoor venues Good. like theatres, yeah. but not at the shops. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not at the shops. So if you can figure that out, look, let me dumb it down for you. If this is all very confusing, then fear not, ladies and gentlemen. Because I've got some good news. Press one in the chat if you want to hear some good news. <laughs> Press two in the chat if you want to hear some good news. It's not all doom and gloom, I promise you. I promise I've got some good news for you. You let me know. One or two. One for good news, two for good news. 
ones are coming in. It's probably going to be a couple of twos. There's a two. All right, so the people have spoken. <laughs> you want some good news. All right, here's some good news for you. How about this? Fucking how about this, mate? What were what would you say if I were to tell you that the uh the police the policing authorities have now come up with a brilliant way to keep you safer during COVID? What would you say to that? I mean, would you be would you be excited? I know I would be. What would you say if I told you that the authorities have come up with a new way to protect you? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, you know it's going to be good news, right? Finally, we can feel a little safer here. Finally, we can have some protection, which will hopefully one day help us get back to normal. So let me show you this. Now, do try to contain your excitement. It's going to be a very exciting thing because you're going to learn how you're going to be protected in the future. And don't worry. This only happens in silly countries like Australia. It'll. It, this only happens in countries like Australia and China. It'll never happen there. Will never happen there. Wherever you're from, it'll never happen there. Trust me. No way. I'm sure you've got a constitution and guns and shit. You'd be marching on Washington. <laughs> you stupid foreign son bitch, give your guns away. It'll never happen there. Let's have a look. Please, please, Mr. Government, how are you keeping me safe? A COVID compliance crackdown. Inspectors swarm Haymarket. The suburb authorities fear may have hosted the missing link between hotel quarantine and Sydney's community cases. Health cannot do this alone. You know, people need to help help out. In the east, where the two people infected live, another blitz. Getting around a check in with QR code. Yes. QR code check-ins and masks the target, reducing community transmission, the priority. People in the chat are a little confused. Let me help you out here. These are the uh, these are the official, the government employees, the COVID nineteen compliance officers, and they roam around the city and they just do spot checks. They'll just march into your business and say, "Right, what are you doing? What what are your regulations here? Are you keeping people separated? You're making sure everyone's got a mask. Have you got a sign on the on the front door there that says check in? Hmm." Are you doing all of those things? And if not, mm -mm, sorry, and out comes the little pen in the pad, right? Out comes the little notepad and we scratch away on the... Oh, dear. Uh, well, I'm afraid you are in violation of the new health orders, madam. It's my duty to inform you. <laughs> so they just go around knocking on doors, going into businesses and poking around in there, rooting around in there. <laughs> Show us your COVID-19 safety plan. Uh, pardon me? I just sell hot dogs. Sorry, sir. If you don't have a plan, I'm afraid we're going to have to report you. Naughty, naughty. Now, uh, Goofy Boots in the chat. Was it Goofy Boots? Somebody in the uh, somebody in the chat, uh, Benzona in the chat asked, wait, this was good news? Yes, of course it's good news, Benzona. You know why? Because we're keeping people safe. Of course it's good news, Benzona. We're protecting you. Of 
course it's good news. And here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you that myself and Suze, we believe that this is a good thing. Because we don't promote misinformation here. We don't promote that kind of silliness here at Team YouTube. Uh, it was Mother's Day over the weekend, wasn't it? Sunday? Sunday. And speaking of keeping people safe, you know what keeps me safe? You know what helps me sleep at night? Knowing that the corporate media is shaming people for seeing their mother on Mother's Day. Let's switch back to the pandemic now and new concerns about people getting together in large gatherings and yeah. spreading the virus. Today's yeah. worry, of course, is Mother's Day. ABC's Zoreen Shah is at the airport in Los Angeles where we're seeing a big spike in air travel this weekend. Zoreen, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. As more Americans get vaccinated, more are flying. TSA's top official telling me they are shattering pandemic records. He says this shows we're returning to a sense of normalcy. Normal. Look, I'm... <laughs> the, irony, the irony of this image. Where the reporter says, you know, oh, look, so many people are flying now because they've been vaccinated. And that proves that we're getting back to normal as she stands there with her face covered. <laughs> I mean, look at all, look at all of the normal happening here. Look at all of the normal in this shot. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Come on. Oh, I love this normal. Turning to a sense of normalcy. Yes. Jim Enward in the chat, all caps, this is normal. This weekend, a single-day pandemic air travel record. Airports like Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson slammed with long TSA lines. Oh, right after I dear. checked my bag in, there was a line way around the corner. 1.7 million travelers passing TSA Friday, mm -hmm. compared to 200,000 this time last year. Wow. Here at LAX, some kids flying just to surprise mom. So, that's nice. I could have come back later, but I wanted to be back for Mother's Day. As flyers return, acting TSA administrator. Now, that's wonderful, isn't it? The kids, that's very nice of the kids. Maybe they're going to college or something. You know what? I'll spend a little bit of my hard earned. I'll take a little bit of that cash I get from waiting tables and I'll go, I'll go and visit mum for Mother's Day. Make mum happy. Isn't that nice? Now, it's nice, but it's also very dangerous. Because these selfish little bastards aren't considering the feelings and the fears of everyone else. Because don't they know that they're putting lives at risk by moving unnecessarily? They should know better. So what appears to be a lovely story on top is actually just a sick, selfish act by these little bastards. Minister of Fun, get me with a diamond. I'm not reading your new name. Ever. Just so you know, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm not reading the new name, Minister of Fun, because I'm not reading an I'm not reading a misquote as though it were the real thing. Nope, not doing it. So the Minister of Fun, give me the diamond, the surprise of death, ladies and gentlemen. They're <laughs> saying they are significantly ramping up staff. Between okay. now and 4th of July, we do expect to have hundred thousand more on some of our busiest days. So this really is shaping up to be a, a very busy summer. Now, all of this coming as states are turning down thousands of vaccine doses as demand plummets. Experts fearing that the places where the vaccinations are being turned down, that there could be an outbreak as variants spread. We are. 
That's right. Mother's Day is killing mothers. <laughs> and you should know better, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look, I know I promised you good news. Here's some good news, okay? You know, we've done such a good job in, in some circles over the last year in hammering this message that if you're going to be safe and you're going to protect your communities, you need to wear a mask. <laughs> he thinks they've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you think the uh, the 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 vaccine drive and the the health safety drive and the push? How do you think the discussion about masking up? How do you think that's going generally? I think we fucking nailed it. <laughs> you know, everybody's on the same page here. I think we've done a fucking amazing job. Okay. <laughs> Again, the confidence. Don't you love it? God bless him. You know, we've done such a good job in, in some circles over the last year yes. in hammering this message that if you're going to be safe and you're going to protect the message, you need to wear a mask. Hammering it. That it's hard to undo that message to a lot of people. And I think in some circles there is a little bit of virtue signaling. Oh. People are reluctant to, to not wear a mask when they go out for fear that people are going to sort of label them with a political label that they've worked hard not to have. He's right. I've got to admit, he's 100% right. In particular, this part. Who remembers on this show? We've said it a few times now, months and months ago, when this all fucking started. Who remembers us talking about on this show, saying specifically that people are going to come out of this like psychologically damaged in some way, like meaning that they'll never be the same again. They'll never stop social distancing. They'll never stop being paranoid about viruses and germs and shit. They'll never stop wearing a mask. Like, there's going to be a lot of people who now live like this for the rest of their life because you can't hammer them. He, he was just saying how proud he was of their ability to hammer in the message, hammer at home. <clears throat> you're going to kill grandma. Bang. You're putting everybody at risk. Bang. You're selfish. Bang. Over and over and over because you can't do that to people over and over and over for months and then like switch the light off and say, okay, everything's back to normal now. How many times have you heard us fucking talk about that on this show over the last 12 months? And, and you know, here we are, <laughs> here we are. And the doctors are now on television saying exactly that and not even really changing the way they say it that much. Oh, for some people, that's it for them now. They're going to always be like this. Oh, isn't that strange? You know, because when I was saying that, you know, nine months ago and six months ago, when I was saying things like that, I was being called a fucking conspiracy theorist and a paranoid idiot. And now all of a sudden, oh, you know what? It looks like we were so good at hammering the message home that we have permanently psychologically damaged large sections of the population. Well done, everyone. Good job. Well done. We really nailed it. <laughs> We really hammered it home, didn't we? Now there's a whole bunch of people there out there who are so afraid that they can't even take a mask off after the CDC tells them that they can. The same CDC who told them to put it on in the first place. They can't, they can't break out of the cycle now. Congratulations, everyone. Good job.
We really hammered that message home, didn't we? Well done. Your communities, you need to wear a mask. That it's hard to undo that message to a lot of people. And I think in some circles, there is a little bit of virtue signaling. People are reluctant to, to not wear a mask when they go out for fear that people are going to sort of label them with a political label that they've worked hard not Oh, they might label them with a political label or they might scream and hurl abuse at them and chase them out of a store as well. Because we've seen that, haven't we? Wonderful. To have. So we need people to understand that these vaccines are incredibly effective. They yeah. really work. They work better than advertised. They're so good. You are immune if you're vaccinated. So oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hang on. Now, this is a doctor on CNN. Now, he just said you're immune. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that medical misinformation there from CNN? Because hmm? I'm pretty sure Dr. Fauci has said, and Dr. Fauci, I'm afraid, uh, he outranks every other person in science. He outranks everybody. He's the number one science guy. Sorry, Bill Nye. Fuck off. You're out of there. We're done with you, Bill. So I'm afraid Dr. Anthony Fauci said that you are not immune, that you don't have immunity. And now this guy's going on CNN saying you're immune. Holy fucking shit. Holy snapping duck shit, Batman. We've unearthed this doctor. This doctor is a science denier. <laughs> this doctor is a white right-wing conspiracy theorist. Wonderful stuff. All right. Look. Some parables echo through time and they are as true today as they were, you know, on the day of their conception, whether it be 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 2000 years ago. Some truths, although subjective, remain, you know, objectively provable, if that makes sense. Truths like, how about this? Every man has his price. Now, that's not something that you can, like, draw data on. That's not something that you can do present a graph on. That's not something you can have statistics on. But everybody inherently knows it's true. Every man has his price. So, for this little last little segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do something fun in the chat. Something fun to see you out on a Monday night. We're going to find out what's your price. What would you be willing to accept? Now, before you answer, before you answer, I do have a few options for you to evaluate. So if you wouldn't mind, just take a moment, relax, look at this as, you know, window shopping. Which price would you be willing to accept? So thank you for joining us. Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. From the Daily Mail, a third of vaccine skeptics would get a COVID-19 shot if offered $100 cash. Study finds. 100 bucks. Press one in the chat if you do it for 100. Press two in the chat if I'm going to need more than that. Would you take 100? I've shared the stage with all the best. Lot of good it did for me. I've walked through all of China. Walked till my feet were sore. Came home to Carolina and found my love next door. Well, why do you know? Why 
There's a lot of twos in the chat. I'm not seeing people taking up this offer. $100 cold, hard fucking cash, my man. Cold, hard cash. I mean, who would turn that down? You must be fucking rich if you would turn down 100 bucks. You know, if you, actually, <clears throat> let's be honest here. If you turn down $100, I'm going to go so far as to accuse you of being offensive to poor people. I'm going to accuse you of being an elitist if you don't take the 100 Huh? How do you like that? Deal with that, bigots. Researchers at UCLA asked more than 7,000 unvaccinated Americans whether cash incentives would encourage them to get the COVID-19 shot. 34% said they would be more likely to get vaccinated if they were offered $100. 31% said they'd be more likely to get it if offered $50. So 31% of people out there are idiots. You've got to hold out for the 100 For the hundo, you can get double, man. Don't call them back yet. Let them sweat a little. Make them pay you. 50 is nothing. 100 is everything. It'll change your life. But cash incentives were not universally popular. This is the article. 15% said a cash offer of $100 would make them less likely to get vaccinated. So it looks like I've got all the science deniers. Looks like I've got the 15% of the population who are science deniers who hate money and poor people. It looks like all of them are in my chat right now. Because everybody said no. All right. Maybe 100 won't do it for you. How about this? How about this? How about one free beer? Press one in the chat if you would do it for one free beer. Press two in the chat if, nah, still not there. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll tally them up. Okay. So press, how about this? Press one in the chat if you would do it for $100 and a free beer. Press two in the chat if, keep going, mate. Keep going. me. What kind of beer? I tell you what, Leo, any draft beer. We'll make it a draft because they're the cheapest ones. <laughs> they're the cheapest ones. Okay, I'm still seeing a lot of twos. This is very disappointing. The idea of it uh, getting vaccinated had been rolling around in the back of Tyler Morsh's mind for weeks. I can see that he's got a lot on his mind. I can see he's got a very stressful life. The 28-year-old, he didn't feel in any particular danger, but he decided he should start looking for a COVID-19 vaccination clinic this week. He just he just thought he should. I mean, you know, that's a responsible young man there. You know, I don't feel like I need it. Uh, I don't feel like I'm in any danger whatsoever. But yeah, why not? I'll, I'll go and let the government inject me with some shit. <laughs> why not? Why not? But he finally decided he should start looking for a COVID-19 vaccination. I know why. This week, when he heard the words, the magic words, free beer, he said. Saturday was the first day that Erie County worked with a local microbrewery to host its Shot and a Chaser program, offering individuals who got their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine at Resurgence Brewing Company a free pint glass and a coupon for the vaccinated person's drink of choice. There you go. Huh? So you're sure that you wouldn't ex you wouldn't do it for a hundred dollars and a free beer? Okay, we can add to that. We can add to that. How about you know what? I'm very confident. I'm very confident that the next item here will be enough to get you over the line. Okay, okay. So we got this on the table. Hundred dollars, uh, a free a glass. You get to take home a pint glass from the brewery. You also get a free beer, and I tell you what, Patriot, I'll also throw in. A day at the NASCAR, huh? 
What do you think now? What do you think now? This this ought to get you southern droolers on board. The Minister of Fun, she's from Mississippi. I know she's already signing up for the vaccine right now as we speak. NASCAR, hell yeah. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I wasn't I wasn't really supportive of the vaccine whatsoever. But then when I heard I'll get to meet uh Kyle Bush, I was like, well, God hog damn it, I gotta be down there. Stick stick two in my legs. <laughs> Just give me the damn vial, I'll eat it. It's gonna be wonderful. Now put me in that car, baby. Woo! <laughs> Talladega speed. <laughs> Minister of Fun, I'm sticking my tongue out at you. No, no, you. we need the arm. We're not gonna inject it into your tongue. Come on, she's, it's okay, she's a southerner. She doesn't know this stuff. Talladega Super Speedway to allow COVID-19 test vaccine recipients to drive the track. So not only do you get to go to the NASCAR, you get to drive on the fucking track. Isn't that amazing? I get to take my car on a different road for free. (laughs) This road's different, you see, because I can go a little bit faster in a circle. Ooh. Where do I sign up? On Saturday, May 15, people aged 16 and older who choose to be COVID tested and or vaccinated will get the opportunity to drive their car or truck on the 2.6 mile track at the Talladega Super fucking Speedway. The event is sponsored by Talladega Super Speedway, the Alabama National Guard, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the CDC Foundation and the Alabama Department of Public Health. Oh. (laughs) Wow, huh? Sounds like sounds like everybody except NASCAR. Do you want to hear who's sponsoring this again? The Talladega Speedway, the National Guard, the US Department of Health. These are the ones paying for this. The CDC Foundation and the Alabama Department of Health. At the drive-thru event, COVID-19 testing and vaccination will be offered at no charge from 9 until 5. Drivers and their passengers will be able to take two laps behind the pace car. <laughs> so you can't even you can't even hit the track and put your foot down. You've got to go with the pace cars, mate. <laughs> hey, dude, I can drive behind another car anytime. It's called traffic. <laughs> If you come in and get tested, you get to sit in traffic on a racetrack. If you come in and get the vaccine, you'll get to go on a racetrack where they drive really fast and drive as fast as the car in front of you and only as fast as the car in front of you. (laughs) All right. So let's tally up our little goodies here. let's, Let's think about our little goodie bag. Now, so here's what I'm offering. $100 cash, cold hard cash in your pocket today. That's a guarantee. Now, we've also got on the table a free beer and a pint glass for you to take home with you to remember the big, the big day that you got a free beer. Okay, so we've also got that. We've also got, all right, just, just when you thought the deal couldn't get any fucking sweeter, we're also going to let you drive around a racetrack twice behind a safety car. 
Now, press one in the chat if you're ready. Sign me up, Boogs. This is a fucking deal. Press two in the chat if you're still holding out. You tell me. Very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Oh, you guys, you guys drive a hard fucking bargain, don't you? If you're listening to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's wall to wall twos. I don't know how I'm going to get these fucking people on board. I really don't. I've got no idea. How about this? It might be a bit of a, it might be a bit of a hail mary, but we'll see how we go. We'll do our best. Okay. What if I told you that you can get a tour of an old creepy building? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, COVID. Dracula's castle in Romania offers tourists vaccine, huh? Yes, now we're talking. And of course, it's wonderful that it's a vampire's home. (laughs) Visitors to Dracula's castle are being jabbed with needles rather than fangs after a COVID-19 vaccine centre has been set up at the Transylvanian site. Medics with fang stickers on their scrubs are offering Pfizer shots to everyone who visit the 14th century Bran Castle in central Romania. Some believe the castle inspired the vampire's lair in Bram Stoker's uh, iconic novel Drac- Dracula. Dracula. Romania has recorded just over a million infections since the pandemic began and nearly 29,000 deaths. The country's government says it wants to vaccinate 10 million people by September, but almost half of Romanians say they are not inclined to get the jab. One of the highest hesitancy levels in Europe. They're really using that word for everybody these days now, not just the black people, which is unfortunate. Another another example of white people appropriating black language. Brandcastle, disgusting, aren't they? Brandcastle hopes its unique initiative will help boost vaccination numbers. During every weekend in May, anyone can turn up without an appointment and get a jab. They can also get free entry to the castle's exhibit of 52 medieval torture instruments. <laughs> so, here's what we've got. This is the this is the bundle deal we've we've packaged up for you. $100 cold hard cash in your pocket right now today a free beer and a glass to take home with you to remember the free beer that you had it in. And we've also got um, two laps around a racetrack behind a pace car in your own vehicle. And you're not allowed to drive fast. You just got to go as quick as the car in front of you. And we'll also throw in uh, a tour of an old castle where we will show you medieval torture devices. What do you think of that? Press one in the chat if you're ready to take that deal. Press two in the chat if no. Because if I'll tell you what, if you press two on that, I have one more item and I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that everybody will say yes. I know it for the last item I have. So it's up to you. At this point, you know what it is? At this point, okay, let's do it this way. It's either take the deal or you can have what's in the box. Huh? All right. Now, you don't know, 
Now, a couple of times tonight, I have been a little cheeky and I have said, look, we've got some good news when it's obviously bad news. So you'll have to decide whether or not I'm being cheeky again. You'll have to figure out whether or not you want to take the deal. $100, a beer, two laps around a racetrack, driving very slowly, and a tour of Dracula's castle. That's that's one, deal one. Or number two, what's in the box? So I'll leave it up to you. Press one for the deal. You have to take one or the other. Press one for the deal. Press two for what's in the box. Let's see how brave you are. Let's see how brave my audience is here on The Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see what people want. I'm not. People are still asking questions. There is no questions. That's not the way money or box works. It's not the way deal or box works. You don't get to ask about the box, the dimensions of the box, nothing. It's just either take the deal or what's in the box. I'll give you a few more seconds to decide. Jenny B's, Jenny B's taking the deal. Uh, the Minister of Fund's taking the box. Gypsy wants the box. Iceman's taking the box. Jim Enworth saying, the vaccine is in the box. <laughs> Winning TV saying neither. No, you have to have one or the other. Dental Misorder's taking the deal. So he's not taking the box. So after this, you can, you can fight amongst yourselves as to who got the better end of the stick here. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, if you're taking the box, here is what is in the box. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Mr. Fun came here with a diamond. When Vax kills, head goes on a commemorative spike. Yes. <laughs> Out the front of the castle. So if you chose number two, if you chose what's in the box, here's what I've got for you. You get to only watch this Singaporean government um, get a vaccine promotional clip over and over again for the rest of your life. That's what you win. Okay. This is your prize. You get to watch only one thing, and that is Singapore government public health messages. <laughs> Congratulations. If you chose the box, this is what you get. No, you obviously you don't get a vaccine. Okay, so you lose there. Uh, you don't get the two laps around the racetrack going very slowly behind a pace car. You don't get a free beer. You don't get $100 cash. You don't get a tour of Dracula's Castle. You don't get any of those things. All you get is to watch this Singaporean government clip over and over again until you die. Let's have a look at what you won. Show them what they won, Bob. Together, we can overcome. <laughs> Cut! Good job, Chukang. Hey, thank you, Director. I go first, huh? Wait, please, we need your help. Okay, let's go! Some say lay, some say la. Guess who's back? It's Uncle Bob. And me, Rosie. Everybody, it's time to vaccinate. Faster, Rola. No time to waste. But you are easy, confirm, say. Aya, Rosie, come on, be brave. The vaccine is not any hardware. And against COVID, it will protect. Singapore. Don't waste. Sorry, 
Special mention has to be made to like the broken English parts in it, which are just so fucking adorable. Like this, this is my favorite line: "Faster, go and vaccinate." <laughs> like, <laughs> faster, go and vaccinate. Government must protect you. <laughs> faster, go and vaccinate, everybody. <laughs> Maybe we'll make that into a shirt. We'll make that into a shirt and put it into the uh, Teespring store. Faster go and vaccinate. (laughs) Here at Team YouTube, the Daily Boogie endorses the Faster Go and Vaccinate program. (laughs) Faster go and vaccinate. Get vaccine. It will be great. And so just a reminder, if you did choose the box, if you chose number two, you miss out on all of those goodies and you only get to watch this over and over again until you die. And if you're a young person, I'm sorry, but that's the deal. We don't catch it, miss. We don't shred it like that. They can keep it for safe. Singapore. Go and see. Then I get your shot. Get your shot. And it won't be me. Don't press me. I got my shot. Can you do, okay? Your father never did you. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's your prize. And with that, with that wonderful reveal, congratulations to everybody who won only seeing that, uh, hearing that song again for the rest of their lives. Congratulations. You, I think you chose correctly. Some people in chat are very happy with their choice. So there you have it. With that, that brings us to the end of tonight's proceedings. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Don't forget to follow some of our friends at Rational Times coming up. Coffee Talk Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French Women Merch. Don't forget, enjoy Pessy Sunday night shit show. Winning TV tomorrow night, of course. Uh, Victor Von Schroom, The Rice Man, double four, double three. Ariel Persepel, DCS, Chimani. Uh, Sunday night shit show, did I say that? Major Tom, JJ Stoner in the mornings. Uh, Lois Ropez with Way Dave. Uh, who else have you got? Did I leave? I always, I always leave. I should just write down a list of the people I want to give shout-outs to. 
so I don't forget. Because I always feel bad when I forget, but I do try. There's a fucking, there's a few names there, you know. So don't be too hard on me. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We'll be back on Wednesday night around 7pm with another edition of The Daily Boogie. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. We need your help.